Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. I don't have the energy because today kind of, uh, this movie drained me of it a little bit. It, it was an ordeal. But, um, well, uh, let's get started. Well, we'll get into that yeah. in a second. So the movie was 200 Motels. And it was created by uh, Frank Zappa. Yeah. It was written and I think directed by him uh, with uh, music from his band, uh, uh, was it The Mother of Invention? Yeah, The Mother of Invention. And uh, for you know, for those, like, why don't you give a, a brief de- brief description of... Uh, Me? Of, oh, well, not the movie, but of who Frank Zappa is. All right, so Frank Zappa... For, for our younger audiences... Frank Zappa is, um, well, you know, this is kind of uh, almost embarrassing because this is the first thing I've ever seen or even heard of Frank Zappa. I mean, I've known Frank Zappa, I know of him, yeah. but this was like the actual first type of media I ever consumed by oh, him. Oh, you never, you never heard any of his music? Nope, this was oh. the first time I ever heard any of his music, yeah, anything. I, all right, same here. Uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, that's you're, fine, you're, I, you're kind of more knowledgeable on classic rock than I am. But I, I will say that he... Um, I, he was a, uh, a a musician with a, an emphasis on uh, comedy. Yeah, and also with um, a little bit more uh, experimentation and uh, pushing the boundaries of what I guess was uh, acceptable. He had a lot of satirical songs. I do know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of uh, bashing anything from uh, from you know like the the current political uh, climate. Uh, of the time to television, like he um, he he was almost the anti uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, he and he he was kind of maybe a little bit of a precursor to um, to somebody like uh, a Tenacious weird, D. I was gonna say Weird Al. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I can see Tenacious D uh, is probably a more fitting um, uh, analogy for this. Yeah. Uh, the the film, on the other hand, was uh, we were not under the right state of mind to to watch this film. This is uh, controlled some substances are definitely were definitely intended for this film's audience, which we watched sober. Yes. Um, so if you're gonna watch this movie, my one recommendation is don't be sober. Uh, yeah. Um, if 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 it's at all legal or possible for you to not be sober, uh, don't do this sober because you're just gonna be uh, you're kind of bored. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and give a uh, description of uh, what happened I, in this movie? I'll I'll do my best. It was uh it it, it was difficult to really follow along. At least. Uh, Half to two thirds of the film is, is performances by the band. Yes. Uh, so I, I have a feeling that uh, they would perform some kind of sketch, uh, then the band would sing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 movie starts off. Does it start? No, it starts off with. Uh, it's Ringo. Yeah, Ringo Starr descending uh, from a sound stage. Uh, uh, dressed as Re- Frank Zappa, and he's kind of the, excuse me, the narrator, uh, for a li- lack of a better term, of, of this, of this, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like he does pop up every now and again to say a few lines, but really the basic overall idea of the movie is just these performances are going on. Uh, a lot of times, almost in the background, even though they yeah. take up you know everything, and uh, like even though they somehow take up the foreground, it's like they're not. It's not like a front and center music video all the time. There's yeah. uh, they're just singing and something else is happening. Um, so it is, I guess, kind of like a music video itself uh, of sorts. Um, uh, the the biggest theme I I, I can really. Uh, uh, the biggest theme I could really discern from all the the chaos uh, was just the band trying to get laid. Yeah, there was um, well, basically the I think the overarching idea was uh, when you're on tour, you just stay at a lot of hotels or motels rather. Yeah, and uh, life on the road is. Uh, almost kind of yeah, it's kind of draining a little yeah. bit. You go to different towns, and that's what happens here. They go to this weird town. I already forget it was called like Centersville uh, or uh, something. Centersville, yeah, I and, think it was Centersville. And 
you know, they uh, they interact with the locals who are like, I guess, re uh, rednecks and hicks and everything. Because uh, I only know about that because they sing a song about it. And then they meet up with groupies, they try to get laid, you know, they do drugs, and it's pretty much like, that's that's their lives when they're on the road. And... It... it yeah, that, that, that's really the... the overall premise, you know, with the... You know, with songs kind of mixed in. There's also this German guy who's always trying to get uh, people to sign... Uh, sign things in blood, like, but kind of innocuous things like cheeseburgers and beer. And he only does it like a few times, and he just disappears from the movie completely. Yeah. Until the very end, where he loses his accent and sings about bad food in England. They, um... Like, when uh, Ringo first comes down, he has, you know, a, a genie's lamp. Yeah. And every now and again, it'll just appear, and then it'll just go away. <laughs> There's... It I'll oh, go ahead. It's like that green sphere in the heavy metal movie. It's like um, every now and then, like one, there was this one scene where uh, Ringo was recording all these ideas from these, you know, the musicians, and then went home and tried to write it down, you know, on uh, on on a music sheet, but yeah. kept on spilling things on it. But really got into it and liked it dirty and liked yeah. to rub things. It was a weird fucking movie. It, it was, and you know, a lot of the times during these uh, performances, they, they got this poor, they, they got this poor orchestra. Yeah, uh, it was like the it, Philharmonic Orchestra, yeah. I think it was. Uh, you know, to kind of uh, get in on, you know, to do some of the performances, and they, they you know, get the, uh, you know, they, they get the these choir women who, who, to sing, you know, songs about penises. And, uh, <laughs> And, and you could see like some of these older you know, these old guys who uh, who are like either playing a cello or or something like that just kind of look disgusted uh, that they, yeah that they've kind of been brought down to the state that they are. And uh, there's one thing that's that's kind of interesting about this um, because to us here in the magical year of 2021, yeah, it's like. Uh, vulgarity in music isn't uh, isn't too shocking to us at all. No, but I feel that in this time and place, this might have been like akin to like a Lenny Bruce type situation where they were challenging like an established um, like uh, standard yeah. of what could be in music, and that was kind of more of a a, a freedom act. Yeah, of singing about the penis like that. Well, yeah, like I I think like the the Hayes Code had been lifted. And it, actually, I don't know when the Hayes Code was lifted, uh, but it, it, it was just, uh, yeah, it, it, pretty much they were experimenting with the extent of which vulgarity could be, uh, you know, put into music. Kind of like the, uh, kind of like the the divine of uh, yeah. of music. Now. I'm gonna say, like, first I'm gonna tell the opinion of the movie. Uh, I thought it was stupid. I thought oh, yeah. it was it yeah. was dumb. I know it was meant to be dumb, but it was just like, again, it just wasn't made for me and the current state that I was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it wasn't made for a sober Mark or you know, sober Brayden or sober anybody. It's really not not just uh, not just for sobriety. Like we're also of the wrong generation. That's true. But uh, here is a somewhat controversial. A statement that I did want to say as I was watching a movie, which is, I kind of really liked the music in it. Like I liked it a lot. Yeah, the music was not bad. It gave me a uh, um, almost a uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater revival type. Uh, yeah, it gave me a bit of a, like a Grand Funk Railroad kind yeah. of thing, you know. And it's like, man, I even though they were singing yeah about like <laughs> like these weird ideas about yeah. you know England not having good food or again penises or yeah. trying to get laid and everything I was like these guys are actually really talented yeah they, they, they were very you know for uh, for those of you who do like classic rock of the 70s and you know like a little bit of funk uh, like a little bit of a uh, like what what would you even genre what would you even give it a genre I, I would almost give it a genre of like maybe a little bit of uh, rock mixed with a little bit of blues yeah, there was almost like a bluesy element to it. Yeah, like uh, almost uh, a, a cross between blues and southern rock. So, 
Like, uh, yeah, I think it was like the second or third. It was the song that they were singing about the waitresses. Um, oh, the the Hicks song. Yeah, the Hicks song. And I was like, you know, this this movie is stupid, and it's already lost me. But I was like, I kind of I can't deny that th I'm really digging the music. And I didn't yeah, want to say anything while I was watching because I wanted to save it for here. I I I didn't have much. Uh, I, the music wasn't bad. Uh, not, not my, wouldn't be my b big pick. Uh, you know, I do like classic rock, but mm -hmm. I, uh, as a movie experience, it, it ju just was lacking. Like, it, it would just be, you know, this fat, you know, a close-up of this fat guy's face as he's singing about, uh, you know, trying to get laid. Like, I, this is something that I might actually, uh, scour... Uh, like YouTube or something to see if I can find more music by the uh, the Mother's Invention because mm -hmm. I really like their music uh, and I guess that was part maybe part of the reason that the movie was made to kind of maybe uh, spread the awareness of you know the band yeah. and everything like that only to you know uh, hippies I guess or people who are <laughs> were stoned in the audience yeah. but I'll oh, go ahead it, it, uh, it because this was you know before MTV was was a thing mm -hmm. and uh, music videos weren't uh, that that big like every once in a while like the who or the beatles would make a, a music video to film and and god knows where they would be playing them yeah but um, uh, probably like bumpers i think we uh, we maybe determined it. yeah but um but i i i really i feel we really need to at least describe just a little bit of what some of this because we, we just sit there and say it was disjointed and it was just weird like yeah. all we want but like we really have to go all in and tell you some of the shit that we saw all right uh so there was kind of a um i want to say almost a like just imagine music playing just some yeah. some bluesy rocks playing na -na 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 -na, you know uh, um and now imagine that yeah. there is uh Almost like the colors are washed out, or at the very least, like everything is green with a big green filter yeah. on it. The these weird kind of uh, like chroma key type effects, uh, like the the early kind of uh, uh, effects that you could do on video. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have maybe a bunch of uh, random extras like sitting together, all wearing. Like orgy masks, yeah. And every now, every now and again, sipping a drink, and then you get some fast editing where it just goes to some guy's face, or yeah. uh, like maybe there's one guy, and then on top of him, it's like, like uh, what's that? Uh, like another of him, like, yeah. You know, it's like half faded in or something. And, and then there'd be these kind of back and forth, reverse and forward shots, yeah, where like they the, just kind of make these people dance or. Or, you know, by, uh, playing and reversing the footage. Yeah, and then they'd do it back and forth, back and forth, and then they would stop, and they'd have a guy come up and touch, like, the guy who's frozen, and then he would yell at him. Yeah. It's a fucking weird movie. It, it was definitely, uh... It was 90 minutes of that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it, it was really... If there was a plot, it went over my head. <laughs> uh, and... But... Here's the question. Okay. How would we do a that, psychedelic? Literally how I, what I was going to do next. That was my next topic to bring up. So, let's say that we had the same budget as... You know, uh, I, I think, what was it, 400000 They Like, they showed a bunch of receipts at the end yeah. <laughs> with the end footage. So, at least we know how much money they spent. So, let's see. Um, let's pretend that me and Britain are around in the 60s uh, or early 70s. Because I think that's what this was. And... It's just, you know, us. We get transported from time, just... Yeah, and somehow we're also inundated with uh, the talent of music. Yeah, like, we're, no, we're just writing. Okay. Because we're, we're, we're not going to be performing. Like, maybe uh, Frank Zappa comes up to us. Uh, I don't know why he would. He'd be like, hey, you guys are time travelers. That yeah. just seems like something that should help me out of my show here. Okay. And what would we do? Like, here, here's the thing. Like, we're not vulgar. Yeah, we're, we're like uh, like they're talking about you know getting laid, doing drugs, doing all this thing, and that's not really uh, that's not really our thing because yeah, I I think we as a society kind of moved past that and kind of made that see well most of us yeah uh, you know it just kind of seems a bit juvenile but um, 
Well, now we're if we're you know, if we're back in this time period, and this is again this is experimental, and people are like, "Wow, these, these vulgarities are almost shocking." I wouldn't go vulgar still, no. But you know, I would be like, "All right, uh, Mr. Zappa, you can do your, you can have some of your vulgar bits, but uh, me and Britain, we'd like to uh, also add some of our own yeah. uh, flavor to this." I I think what we would do, uh, or at least one thing I would do is just you know they they wrap up a song and then I would stop the scene dead and have an Igmar Bergman uh, slow uh, experimental like Swedish film I I wouldn't do that I would um, part of me wants to dive in and like just be taken in by this madness so I would uh, I would we'd finish the song and then I would ride on on like a wooden horse you know one of those <laughs> horse with like sticks with the horse heads on them. yeah and of course you know maybe I'm in uh, Maybe I am in cowboy regalia, maybe yeah. I'm not, I don't know. But I come in, I deliver a uh, telegram by, you know, Pony Express, uh -huh. and um, one of the characters reads it, and they, you know, like, Far out, it's the next song! And they, like, put it into the... It's what almost it? like the Rocky what? and Bullwinkle skit, you know? Oh, I, I thought it was like Blue's Clues when they receive a letter, and then they open the letter, and it's like a, a message. You know what? But it's like, hey, it's the next song. Boop! And, uh... Whose clues didn't exist back then, we could steal it. Far out, the next message. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Letter. We just got a letter. Penis, fart, and butt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, my... Like, it just shows the contrast between you and me. Because, you know, mine would just be... Uh, it goes black and white and... The existential weight of living is a blessing and a curse. I actually, I think I know what what I could do because yeah. the home, like it, we can't out weird this movie because this movie is just too yeah. damn weird. Yeah, it's so we are all we are putting a lot of lot put we're putting more logic than this thing put in itself. So what we're gonna what I'm gonna do at least is. Um, I'm gonna have one character, just yeah. one character, gonna be in most of the movie, um, but they are out almost outside of all this craziness going on. Whenever like there's a filter, a weird filter going on, yeah. they are standing like you know in the middle of this filter, green filter party scene, and he's just regular, you know, everything. Like he's just normal. He's looking around like, like why the hell is everything filtered? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, he is. The sober guy in the audience who doesn't get it, and he's the villain. Uh, I uh, is he? I don't know about the villain, but I almost want him to be a a, a straight razor, like no nonsense type of guy. Like, what are these people doing? Uh, this is not a mutual thing for the community. I want him to be wearing a top hat. No, you know what? I don't want to go with a wealthy dowager kind no, of thing. No, I, I want him to be a, a 1950s Joe everybody. Like, he, he has, uh, you know, he, he just got off of work. He has black pants, a white button-up shirt uh, with his sleeves kind of rolled up, and a couple of uh, the first two uh, buttons unbuttoned on his shirt. I'm thinking leather aviator helmet and goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like Red Baron. He's the yeah, the Red Baron. That's who it is. So we're gonna. So pretty much we're taking that German guy and changing his uh just his attire and his personality. Yeah, he's just the Red Baron. He just got back from World War One, um, and he just doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, and he's 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 just out of out of place. But you know his costume is very distinctive, so it would actually I think. Yeah mesh well with uh, all the other stuff going on. It, it couldn't... Con like, I don't think there's anything that can contrast that film. <laughs> like, he... Like, he, uh... He goes in there, he gets, you know, he goes into the, the redneck bar that all the weird yeah. f uh, orgy mask people are sitting at. Yeah. And he's just sitting down, like, you know, he's just drumming his hands on his, you know, on his lap, just waiting to get a drink. Yeah. You know, he's calling a waitress over, but she's not, she's not paying attention because she's, like, upside down and doing all the stuff <laughs> that they were doing. Like, she's, woo, woo, she's reverse footage, and everything else around him is reversing footage, but he's just getting annoyed. Like, he's reaching for his drink, and it reverses, and she goes backwards, and he just misses it. And then she re-reverses and goes forward, so he reaches for his drink again, then she reverses again. He's like, come on. 
And then he just knocks the, uh, the glass out of her hand out of frustration. <laughs> there! Now none of us can have it. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that would be the only thing that I could add that would make the movie still retain its weirdness, but uh, would give it a distinctive, like, mark flair to it. That works. I, I still prefer my, uh, almost Sam the Eagle-esque type. Are you going to give me that beer or not? I am quite parched. <laughs> These people in this place are certainly odd fellows. That I can tell you very much. Without hyperbole. He takes out his, uh, he takes out like a little book from his pocket and starts marking in it. Like, weird fellows on blah blah blah. He's <laughs> keeping a little journal to yeah. himself. And he's also, so, you know, in case he has to report them as communists. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also reporting next to it his uh, his mileage and, you know, gas that he spent. <laughs> his, his business account, or business yeah. expenses. For tax reasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a communist, you know, catching slash uh, tax, you know, collecting kind of situation. Because he's a bit of a penny pincher, like, of course. why would I have two, why would I spend money on two books when I could just put it in one? Like, when he opens up the book... The left side is for the communist business, and the right side is for the tax business. And if he runs out of room on one, like, let's say he's got the whole thing filled with, you know, tax information, but only, like, two lines filled with communist stuff. Yeah. Doesn't matter, he's going to the next page, he's gonna keep on going like that. But, uh, he really gets in a bad mood when he runs out of, uh, room on a page and has to go to a next page. Because that's- that's a waste of page. It is. It, it, like, it, his entire day is ruined because of that. Like, he tries to, uh, like, if he- if he goes through a day where he is not finding a lot of communists or things to report about communism, yeah. like, he really tries to- to curtail his expenses so he doesn't, you know, run out of room yet. Like, he's yeah. trying to slow it down a little bit. Yep. And it- it happens a lot more often, like, uh, he'll start uh, accusing anyone like like <laughs> there's this little girl down the road that he thinks is a communist Just be oh, go ahead or or he'll he'll have repeat offenders. Yeah, it's like you know I saw the uh, I saw the guy at the ice cream shop, and this is the second time he didn't give me a napkin So <laughs> that's communist behavior right there. I saw a man down at the at the convenience store wearing red shoes red being the color of communism <laughs> And so, all like once he walks into this uh, this freakout bar yeah. with um, with with uh, Frank Zappa playing and everything going like haywire. Yeah, like it's the first time ever that he's running out of room on the left side of the page <laughs> before the right side. And, and it, it real it, it's really making him mad. <laughs> he's like, filled up. Three whole pages, all on the left side. He hasn't done a, touched the right page in three pages. And you know, he he has he's in a conundrum because, uh, you know, does he, uh, do, does he kind of ignore some of these uh, uh, potential communists to save room, <laughs> or does he spend more money, uh, to to put to put into uh, this expense account? But then again, he's like, I, I can't spend more money. The point is. I don't want to spend more yeah. money, but I can't ignore all these communist offenses because that, that is my civic duty as an American. <laughs> that's the other point of the book. Oh, these these guys! Oh, they're communists! Oh my goodness! Freezing time—that is communist if I've ever seen it. Like time is supposed to be for everyone. Red-blooded Americans do not freeze time. That's a fact. Did Thomas Jefferson freeze time for him or his slaves? <laughs> Did Ike Eisenhower freeze time? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's a... This guy, this guy's a bit of a stick in the mud. You know, I, I kind of want to see what the... I want to see how this turns out. I want to see what happens when he delivers this book uh, to the tax office slash... Uh, his accountant. Yeah. His accountant who's also... Uh, who's also maybe... You know, taking these pages and mailing them to the proper sources. Uh, I don't think so. I think they'll, he'll give the book to the accountant, and the accountant will be like, alright, crazy, let me just get the numbers I need, <laughs> and, uh, you know, here, here's your stupid book back. And then he'll give it to the, uh, I, I get, what was it, the FBI that was, uh, the, uh, you know, that I think, was doing... I think he takes it right to town hall. Yeah. He yeah. goes right to the mayor. And, you know, the mayor's like, 
All right, thank you, Frank. And just throws in the trash because With that, the other books. yeah, the other books he's given him. And uh, mm, that mayor kind of dismissed the uh, book awfully quick. Mayor see, might be potential communist. See now. I imagine that there's a communist invasion. I imagine it's from space now in his town. <laughs> space commies? Yeah, because I imagine that he doesn't even really know what communists are. <laughs> and so they're just like, they're they're furry space monsters. That's how he sees communists? Yeah, and they, <laughs> they come down from, uh, from space and they land and they're like, We are the communists. We are going to take over... This country, not the Earth. Yeah, just the just, country, ju just America. Yeah, and he's now he's got concrete proof, and nobody will believe yeah. him. <laughs> it's kind of like a they live scenario. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah, he's the only, but he's the only one with the special glasses. <laughs> I I think they like they don't even hide it, and they still don't believe him. Yeah, because right now it's out of spite from Centersville. It, it's kind, it, it's kind of like a. Uh, Coneheads, we are French. <laughs> oh, so is French a communist nation? I don't think it is. I, I think democracy was born there. No, 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 no. Democracy was was clearly born in America. America's a de no. democracy's American thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, democracy's hey, hey. American thing. Yeah, democracy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait, do you think he stalks these aliens? The the the, the communists? Uh, no, the uh, the the, uh, the the guy with the notebook. No, 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 yeah, yeah, so I mean, the communist aliens, you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, I think at first, he tries to do the right thing by alerting the authorities, like, Mayor, uh, Mayor Shuzak, uh... Shuzak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mayor Shuzak! Mayor Shuzak! Uh, what? Well, you just dropped your book off. There's communists right now, they just landed in the center of town, and look at them, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're doing, like, stupid things, like, uh... Like, I like, saw them- They're gnawing on, like, uh, phone, uh, like, telephone poles. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like, I saw them throw an egg at the American flag. <laughs> like, these are 100% real communists. Oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Frank. I'll, uh, I'll put, you, bring it, uh, you know, I'll bring it before the board. You gotta believe me! You gotta believe me! These things take time to process, Frank. There's a town meeting, there's a town hall meeting that night, I imagine. <laughs> and he busts in with, uh... He busts in with, like, just a, a, a... You know, one of those long sheets of, like, data paper, yeah. basically? <laughs> like that dot matrix paper? Yeah, and his his glasses are all askew. And, and like, when, when they mail out the flyers for the town hall meeting, they always give him the wrong date, the date after. <laughs> but, uh, you know, s s somehow he figured it out. And... and uh, he, he busts in the door and everyone kind of turns and yeah, then there's yeah, there's that hubbub. Everyone's a communist. He, he, he said my dog was a communist. Uh, your dog is a communist. Oh, no. <laughs> he just barks funny. Meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and he does he you know, he busts in with his his data sheet and his you know he's all disheveled like I see them. They're here. They're coming. The communists are coming. Okay, Frank. Well, uh, Judith has the stand now. She has the floor. So, uh, you're gonna have to wait your turn. And I think that the kids are playing their music too loud, and I can't watch my stories when uh, they come on because they, they have loud music and they make their cars' engines go so loud. No, they're, they're, they're right here! They're right. Stop Judith it. has the floor, Frank. That could be me up there having my stories interrupted with loud music. All in favor of doing something about the loud music, say aye. Aye. <laughs> All right, now the floor recognizes Mrs. Part uh, Mrs. Parsons. You uh, you had something about the bake sale. Then <laughs> I imagine that the communists come in, and I imagine they come in in. Uh, like in a Ford Thunderbird with the music playing real loud. <laughs> but they have the. They still have like a, like classic fifties Mylar suits. <laughs> I was I was gonna say they're wearing like the Letterman sweaters because they're trying to they're trying to <laughs> over fit their in. Mylar suits. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they come in. They like they're they're like uh, they're like uh, greasers. They're like the the rowdy youths from the fifties, and they they come in. They like push a guy over. Yeah, they 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 come in and they just cause a general amok. You know, they just run yeah. amok. You know, they uh, they knock some guys' books down. You know, they <laughs> they they uh, they rub the head of the mayor like too hard. They tussle his hair. Does someone wish to? Challenge the space communists. Oh, the com the, the communists are real, and it's too late now because they're they made it to town hall, and by town hall, you know, rules, they now get a seat. You know, they yeah. they, they get they get the they have the floor. Like, like they are legal residents, and <laughs> even though they are communists, they they have the right to uh, you know their First Amendment. Yeah, they have the right to assemble, and the mayor accidentally recognized them, so the floor is theirs, <laughs> and they filibuster. <laughs> like no tomorrow, like and according to like some old town charter, uh, the 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 uh, the town who uh, attended the uh, the town hall is required to stay until yeah, they, the end. And in, it's like to them they speak for three galactic hours, which is like <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a hundred and seventy-eight hours to. Uh, <laughs> And it's and it's it's just one. They do it in one breath. They and they're in the whole time they are just mocking American values. <laughs> what kind of flag is that? Only fifty stars. <laughs> well, back. Uh, uh, I oh, guess it's 48. Uh, well, this is in the 70s, so I guess it's uh, fun. Yeah, we'll, yeah, 50 we'll stars. It. Yeah, we'll fudge it. I think there were 50 stars in the 70s. Like, ha, yeah, there were. And it's like, uh, like, ha, apple pie. Apple pie is the least good pie there is. There are better pies. Rhubarb. Superior pies. <laughs> Rhubarb is the superior pie. That's a communist pie! That, that's not good pie! Boo! Right, uh, Do guys. we have the floor or not? Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> and it goes on for so long that people are dropping dead because <laughs> the only nourishment they bring is nor is uh, the rhubarb pie. Like, like there, like the uh, there's only a bathroom, and uh, like and, and the communists kind of take over the bathroom. Like they don't <laughs> let anyone in there to drink. <laughs> like and there's no fountains or anything. Like it's not meant to be a place where people gather for too yeah, long. Yeah, no. And so it's like it is. It actually ruins the town, and uh, it, it crumbles the whole town. Yeah. And now the and as the movie ends, the communists have their eyes on Washington. That's their next target. <laughs> and it's you know this town like there's, there's like a voiceover. This town could be any town, USA. Watch your, watch your streets. Lock your doors because the communists may be coming for you next. We bring you rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb. Rhubarb. Then there's like a, uh, you know, there's like the kind of like a crossfade to the American flag, like waving behind the destruction of the town. Like it, it, it's it's a uh, crossfade with the like the waving American flag and a fire. Yeah, exactly. Like is this what ha is this the fate of democracy? Like the town halls on fire and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the American flag just waving. And uh, and you know the music is uh is uh the Star Spangled Banner, but played in a minor. <laughs> Oh, say can you see? <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. Like the credits roll, you know, and uh, people walk out of the theater terrified. Yeah, oh my. I thought I think Mabel next door is a Nazi. A Nazi? <laughs> oh, oh, aren't they the same? No, no, they're not the same. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't care, but she's okay. She's a Nazi. A communist is what we're after. I don't know. Didn't I think you see the movie? Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that, that is how we would make the movie. <laughs> uh, it would be. It, it would just be. I think Frank Zappa would be pissed. You know what? I don't know. I think. I think actually, he might. It, it is counterculture. Yeah, I think Frank Zappa would hear this pitch, and he would be like, "Guys, this is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my entire. You guys are fucking out there." <laughs> Like, that's too wild for me, fellas. I'm just gonna stick to the, uh... I'm just gonna stick to the, 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 the green filters and the reverse footage. And the penises. Yeah, the penises have to stay. 
Oh boy. That that's a that that's a doozy. I almost like I said, I almost want to write a story like that now. Yeah, just this uh he's almost Clusoian. Uh yeah. Frank. Yeah, like where where he's just discovering clues that don't exist or he's just bumbling he's bumbling through life, not really seeing uh, seeing these, uh, seeing the world through these communist-colored glasses. <laughs> I guess that's another they live reference. Yeah, puts on the communist-colored glasses so we can see them. <laughs> ah, and, and they like anyone who's a communist has a thick linen mustache, even the children. <laughs> and he, he finally shows up to the town hall. He says something like, "I'm here to <laughs> to kick butt and chew oatmeal." And I'm all out of oatmeal because he's boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's not chewing gum. Chew chewing gum is too exotic too exo for this guy. <laughs> what, what, what do they chew? What is there? What, what other? I'm here to chew straw and <laughs> kick patootie. And I'm all out of patootie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. I heard maples. <laughs> Nazi? And we're not doing a Nazi. We already killed them. And we're done with the Nazis. It's the communists now. Oh. But, but, but Mabel is so... You she's know. still a Nazi, though. <laughs> well, who cares? Who cares? I don't know who that guy is. Hey, who cares? Hey, who cares? Somehow Brooklyn, like, uh, 1972. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Brooklynites are... Uh, they, they've invaded. Yeah. It's a rumble between the communists and the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who do you think you can come here invading our turf saying you can spread equality and uh, distribute the wealth amongst the people and the proletariat? That's my wealth. <laughs> you can't have it. You can get my wealth once you pry it from my cold, dead fingers. And then they get on their... Uh, they get on their motorcycles and circle around the, uh, <laughs> the communists. The communists in their uh, their jackets and mylar suits. <laughs> it looks like we have a rumble, boys. And they're they're swinging chains. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be like, and this is all happening in the town hall. Oh yeah. In the building still. <laughs> Like, it's just madness. <laughs> There's old women with, like, little pillbox hats fainting in the, in the, in the chairs. Like, I, I want the space communists and these, uh, these Brooklyn greasers to have, like, uh, a race down, like, Dead Man's Curve. Oh, they have a chicky run. Yeah, they have a... So the first one to the, uh... To uh, midnight run is the is the winner. The other one has to leave town. And the uh, and here comes the uh, to drop the uh, the flag, um, the, the handkerchief. Yeah. is a big, thick, mustached communist uh, <laughs> a like, communist woman. Uh, communist. I, I think it's just a regular like communist officer. He's in full commie like full Regalia. full. Uh, yeah, he, like he he uh, yeah is in. Full Soviet regalia, and <laughs> from the inside of his breast pocket, he brings out this lacy little, uh, uh. <laughs> lacy little handkerchief, and drops it. And then they just—they're off now. I guess the greasers are in a motorcycle, and they're in their T-bird. Yeah. Okay, I can get behind this. And uh, you know, there's a lot of close calls. The uh, you know the the Brooklynites are, are swinging chains at the communists, and I the communists are. <laughs> And they're, they're, they got the knife and they're throwing it at the, the spokes of their wheels. Yeah, and yeah, they're trying to run them off the road, but the, uh, you know, the, the Brooklyn people have, uh, have agility while the, uh, the, the communists have, have strength. Have thing. And then they, like, pull a lever and it's like a spaceship or something like that. <laughs> hey! Hey! I imagine, well, I imagine, because this has to end on a downer, um, I do imagine that, uh, Wait, who's the leader of the Brooklynites who, who like, uh, who's running in this race? Uh, Jimmy the Tulip. Jimmy the Tulip, alright. I imagine Jimmy the Tulip, like, ends up going over Dead yeah. Man's Curve. And, uh, and that's how, you know, that's, that's the end of him, like, And then, you know, afterward, there's, like, this, uh, monotone 50s ballad, uh, of, of yeah. by the commas. Jimmy died that night, and he never came back because his body decomposed. <laughs> Because he went over 
dead man's curve. You know, I can't stand this communist music. It's driving me insane. <laughs> they gotta always talk about Jimmy like that for. There's three dead man curve songs. And how many dead man curves? Like, how, like, why can't, like, what do we pay the, the taxes for if they can't fix that curve? What are we, what are they taking our wealth for if this dead man's curve isn't doing anything? Like, if we're distributing our wealth because they took over now because <laughs> we lost the race. <laughs> like, what are they, what are they fixing? You know what? I blame Jimmy the Tulip. Ah, Jimmy the Tulip. He was drinking. I saw him drinking before he raced the race. Hey, was that vodka he was that drinking? That was vodka he was drinking! He was a communist all along, that communist fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if he would have drank beer like the rest of us, we would have been fine. But no, he had to take a swig from that, uh, space pinko. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, to drink that commie water, and now we're, look where we're at. Uh, Jimmy. What'd you do to us? See, you were supposed to be the best of us all. And then he, then he kind of start, he breaks down and starts crying. I wish you were here, Jimmy! And he looks up at the sky and then you just see the, uh, him kind of, his face kind of fade in. Yeah. Smiling with, down with on them. some doo-wop song in the background yeah. playing. Doo-wop, doo-wop, doo-wop. Well, <laughs> Jimmy died that day. He died on Dead Man's Curve. He's not going away. And space communists took over. Because <laughs> of dead... Because of dead man's curve. They got a doo-wop! They got a doo-wop! Uh, where are they gonna take next? Apple pie? Our uh, jobs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I would wa I'm not gonna lie, I would watch the shit out of this, this movie. Would it would be- I, I wouldn't know what to make of it. I would absolutely love this, because there would have to be a certain point watching it that I would just say, You know something? I'm giving in to the yeah. madness. I know this is a- this can't be- this can't be taken seriously. Like, even though I would be pre like, I would be presenting it like this, yeah. very straight-laced, um, it's a comedy. It, it has yeah. to be. It can't be anything but a comedy. Oh yeah, it would have to be. Uh, do you think there's a knife fight where they, like, they tie their hands together? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, I imagine that the, uh, I imagine, like, there's a lot of little, you know, back and forth little things. Like, the knife fight happens and, uh, one of the, one of the communists ends up getting hit, you know, and, and, and losing its life. That's, like, the first major blow against the communists. <laughs> and it really upsets, um... Uh, like their their communist leader, yeah, because that yeah. was his brother, yeah, Tony the Garthlack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they do? What they do to you, Tony? <laughs> Tony, you were supposed to be the best of us all. <laughs> and he's like lying there, and he's bleeding, and he's bleeding like like green blood. <laughs> What's a stupid color blood? It's uh, it's per no, I don't want to say purple, pink, pink blood, <laughs> pink bright. Bright pinko blood yeah, exactly. for this pinko. <laughs> and he's looking up a pox on both of your houses. Ah, <laughs> uh, he put a pox on us, Vinny. Well, uh, we're gonna bring their commie poxes on us next. Ah. Uh, I'm not worried no commie poxes. You know how many poxes I've had in my day? I already <laughs> had I already had the pox when I, I had, was a good when I was a kid. I had the pox and I had the clap. I had everything. <laughs> You think some pinko pox is gonna get me? Stop calling us that. <laughs> that is not nice. <laughs> and, uh, and also now I imagine their T-bird is hot pink also. Of course. Now it is a whole pink theme. Not not their not their Letterman jackets. No, their Letterman jackets are, are, are your standard red and white yeah, exactly. Letterman. <laughs> but they have a foreign symbol. That's the letter. It's a it's like a Cyrillic letter. It's like epsilon. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cyrillic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like it. Like, like, like the the backwards N. Yeah, it's a. It's funny because it's it's almost like a like it's just a little bit off. So it's like a space Cyrillic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the space commies. Uh, now, uh, oh, go ahead. And who who's then? So they they take over or or run out. But who's going to be the big threat afterwards? Uh, against the communists? Yeah. Nothing. Like, um... I imagine that, uh... I, like, cause again, like... It's gonna march on, they're gonna march on, uh... On, like, you know, Washington and everything. That's the big threat. It's it's almost like a, an alien invasion movie where... Yeah. You know, have you, have you seen... 
the original ending of um, Little Shop of Horrors, the musical. I didn't. Oh, I heard of it, where you know, pretty much they take over the take over the world. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a final song called "Don't Feed the Plants," where it's like the army's fighting them and they're losing, like they're on the Statue of Liberty and everything like that. <laughs> and it's a really fantastic uh, musical I, number. They they paint the uh, they paint the Statue of Liberty red, and she's holding a sickle. Yeah, that's basically that's what I'm getting at. It's like this is what I want to see, like the same thing, you know, where the the commies, the space commies, are doing basically the same stuff. Where yeah. it's like almost a cautionary tale about communism. <laughs> like if you're not alert 24/7, yeah. then this is gonna happen. Flashpoint: San Francisco falls to communist menace. Uh, communist march across town square. Uh, bashing, you know, bashing the flora and fauna that do not conform to the communist menace. Now, I imagine, like, um, there's a scene where there's explosions going off in the distance and, like, the, the, the communists are, like, taking over all the ways of life. It's taken the, uh, it's taken the Washington Monument and, you know, it's changed it into, uh, into, I don't know, the, uh... A missile. A ICBM. Yeah, an ICBM. That's like, and it's, like, real quick. It's kind of like, uh, they, they zap, like, laser eyes on it. Yeah. And turns it into an ICBM, <laughs> and, uh, like, the president, not any specific president, but the president of the, the movie. Yeah, just the, the 1950s president. Like, he's watching, like, from under, he's, like, peeking his head from under the desk, uh, the resolute desk. He's biting his nails, but he's wearing, like, a sash that says president, and he's wearing a monocle. Uh, I, I imagine he's not under the resolute desk. I imagine he's in the, uh, like, the ready room or wherever the big map is, and just like, man, Washington is falling. <laughs> I actually I imagine he's got his arms crossed behind him and he's just staring out the window, a broken man, <laughs> seeing everything crumble in front of him. Uh, General, get the vice president. Swear him in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I see, I imagine it's almost shot like um like as the like as the 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 news and all the uh, like you know maybe the announcer or whatever like who's saying like this could be your town this could be your country yeah. like you just it's see like these news images. reels yeah you just see these images of like the president and everything like that and I imagine he's in the same pose as like uh, like the captain going down with his ship kind of thing <laughs> yeah like you know as you just see him with his arms crossed behind his back staring out the window and then you, know, you see the broke his broken face it's like now it's looking through the window you see him and uh, it kind of pans down and you see the <laughs> the steering wheel for the ship of America you know <laughs> and it's spinning wildly and out of control and uh, the 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 Americans almost get the the upper hand until they bring out the big robot Stalin. <laughs> that's just that that's that's what's going on in the background as the president's looking out the window, just this giant robotic Stalin smashing the Capitol building. I imagine it's uh, I imagine it's de on a, designated by the words on its chest. It's Stall Dash N. <laughs> uh. Uh, stall dash one N. And yeah, that's. I gotta tell you, that would be. I'd walk out of that movie going, this was a masterpiece. It, what a stupid, brilliant movie. <laughs> like, it captured both the elements of pure, like, Inanity, <laughs> and, and, but gave it over-the-top drama. Like, the movie knew it wanted to be over-the-top, and it delivered. It never yeah. backed off of that that simple vision of being stupidly over-the-top. <laughs> and uh, before Amer I think I before America falls, I think uh, Rasputin on a white horse like Gandalf. Uh, he comes in to save the day with the, uh, you know, the remnants of the, uh, white Russian army. <laughs> Ghost army. <laughs> nope, I, I, I imagine the last thing we see is the, um, the White House sinking into the earth. 
And then the last, you know, with the American flag again, like, cross-faded behind it. And you just hear, From sea to shining sea. I, I, I do... That, or like, uh, you know, the president, uh, pull, you know, pulls a lever and the White House takes off as a, like a spaceship and they nuke Washington. <laughs> they, they just char the earth behind them. Like, I imagine the, um, like, I imagine the, uh, the pillars and everything in the, the White House, they like, he pulls the lever and they extend out and raise up and it's just a giant helicopter. They spin around <laughs> super fast and raise them up. Or, or, uh, the, the pillars of the, uh, of the White House just are like spider legs, and the in the uh, and the White House just kind of walks away like Wild Wild West. Yeah. Is this giant spider. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So two hundred cigarettes or two not cigarettes two hundred cigarettes two hundred. That was another movie. Two hundred motels. Uh, a baffling movie. Uh, of you know the the extent with which. Uh, Frank Zappa tried to experiment with the medium, uh, almost Andy Warhol-esque, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, if you, if you like that type of music, uh, and you're a, a frequent, uh, if you, uh, frequent certain, uh, controlled substances safely, uh, I think, uh, you, you, you might enjoy it. I... We'll say that this movie was not made for me. <laughs> yeah. Not in the least bit. Um, it, you know, not. I don't even think made for me if I was under the influence of any kind of controlled substance. Uh, I don't know. Um, that's not my. That's not. That's not my area of expertise. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I appreciate the movie because it did introduce me to a music group that I I kind of dug. Yeah. So take that. Uh, make with that as you will. And I think that'll do it. Uh, take it easy, everybody. A toodaloo. And watch the skies for communists! You could be next! Alright, that'll hold a little less obese.